It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up? Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What's going on? My name is Adam Hogue alongside Nicholas Moriano. Day two of this extra Bears mini camp that the Bears get with their new head coach. It's in the books. Bears went inside today. Nick, what's up, man? I dress for the weather to be outside, Adam, and of course the Bears, you know, practice inside, which I didn't mind. I like the Walter Payne Center, but I was ready for the elements if we had the opportunity to do that today. So 0 for 2 on the uh, dressing appropriately for practice. Yeah, well, I have one last opportunity tomorrow. We'll see if uh, I can get that one right. Tomorrow looks like a halfway decent day. Um, Cross your fingers. Uh, in this spring that we're having, if that's what you call it in Chicago. Uh, anyway, welcome in. We do have some things to talk about from practice some observations. Roquan Smith, David Montgomery talk today. Uh, appreciate everybody jumping in. As always, we'll get to your comments and questions. We have our prospects to break down today for the NFL draft as well. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at CHGO underscore sports and chgo underscore bears you can follow me at adam hogue nick is at nicholas moriano please rate and review the podcast if you're listening via podcast if that's how you consume us please give us a a nice rating and review we appreciate you guys doing that all right let's jump in uh so they did go inside today i had a feeling they might nick for the exact reason actually that matt eberflus uh brought up which was okay the weather was like not great but it was basically just drizzling a tiny bit definitely whether you could have practiced outside but you get these first practices and it gives you an opportunity to go inside and kind of simulate how you might do a practice differently in the bubble in the Walter Payton Center because you only have one field to work with and those are things that you have to work through um, and so I, I think that was smart today regardless of what the weather was and um, yeah we were a little bit warmer watching too and there was no wind that was nice but I um, wasn't surprised to see them do that. And I think it's just, I don't know, tiny little stuff like that, that there's like logic involved where you're like, okay, all right. These guys seem to be on top of things a little bit. Yeah. The attention to detail. I think that's been for these two days that we've seen, like that's what I've noticed from what the players have kind of said. We spoke to Travis Gibson yesterday, heard from him. And then just even like something like that and, you know, I don't mind having that high vantage point in the Walter Payton Center. You could get a good scope of the entire field. But, yeah, that, that attention to detail, it's like things like that 
that can maybe go a long way in trying to get things right with this new team. Yeah. Um, so just a little note there to start. People are asking if Eddie Jackson was there today. He was. He was. So uh, a good update there as we were kind of put in a tough position yesterday of having to analyze what that meant with him not being in a practice that was not mandatory. And that's unfortunately just part of what uh, this time of year is. Like sometimes part of me even today was like, couldn't you have just at least shown up yesterday and skipped today? You know, so at least it wasn't a story for 24 hours, but uh, yeah, it's fine. He's, he's there. And I think that that's uh that's something worth mentioning off the top because it at least takes away some type of controversy or concern that Eddie Jackson isn't, you know, fully invested in what's going on with the new coaching staff. Yeah, and Eberflus liked what he saw from A. Jackson, just in, you know, the drills that he was, you know, watching there, looked quick, looked athletic, according to Eberflus, finished well and caught the ball well in the drills that he was doing. So it was good to see number four back there. Every time, Adam, I see 39, I'm like, no, no, that's not A. Jackson. That, that's uh, that's somebody else who I, <laughs> I don't have the roster sheet in front of me, yeah. I would tell you. But, uh, yeah, so it was good to have him back, and Eberflus really appreciated him being here. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, Roquan Smith, David Montgomery met with the media today uh, before practice. And, you know, it's interesting hearing from these two guys with all the changes going on at Hell's Hall because they are two guys who are both in the last year of their current contracts. Roquan Smith got the fifth-year option that he's going to play on unless there's an extension that comes. David Montgomery, last year of his rookie deal. And, you know... It's not hard to make an argument that we're talking about the best defensive player and best offensive player on the roster right now. Uh, I think ideally you're hoping Justin Fields becomes that this year or Darnell Mooney continues to get even better. But, you know, David Montgomery's importance to the offense at this point, he kind of fits that bill. So it's kind of just interesting to hear from these guys and how they're adapting to the change. Let's actually start with David Montgomery because I thought what he had to say was, was pretty interesting. David Montgomery... Uh, was asked about all the changes at Alice Hall. We have a full screen of the quote for those of you watching on YouTube. It's definitely new. Just seeing a couple of my guys not being here, it kind of puts you on edge a little bit. Like, oh, is it a question that I'll be here? Just being realistic about things. Kind of a honest moment from David Montgomery, um, you know, at Alice Hall today. I, 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 I mean, yeah, I would I would certainly have that, especially being a running back too in her his current situation, um, probably in line to get paid pretty decently if he continues to have, you know, if he stays healthy and has a good year, that's going to put the Bears in a tough position. Well, I think too, David Montgomery being candid about this, like this is a new coaching staff, right? He kind of has to prove himself to, to Matty Refluss, Ryan Poles, and he kept talking about like change is good change is good to and that's what's that's what essentially is happening on this bears team and when he said that it reminded me of what travis gibson was also talking about like how the bears envision him it's like well you have to compete with everybody now it's like uh, again not everything is guaranteed and so that i think that i guess it's collectively without within the entire team where it's like, we got to compete here. This is a new coaching staff. We kind of need to prove ourselves. And, you know, David Montgomery is pretty candid about that. And, and when he answered that question, so it, it is a new coaching staff. It's something to where he didn't really talk about how the new offensive scheme 
would really help him out. But again, he does feel like he needs to prove himself, which we'll see what happens in, in year one of Luke Getze's offense. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I just think that, um, you know, with though with that situation with David Montgomery, something to watch. And I, I do like his attitude because the rest of that quote was actually, you know, about like how you really can't think that way. You know, he kind of had an honest moment with us. And then it was like, well, you know, but it's when you come to work every day, you got to kind of try as hard as you can and not be thinking that way and just come and and. You know, I think he went on to say, like, whether it's the first year, the last year. Honestly, he and Roquan um, sort of had that same type of mindset today talking about it. Roquan's situation is actually very interesting because he doesn't have an agent. And yeah. you kind of wonder how that's going to play out uh, in his spot. So, you know, I, I do think, though, that he's in a... If he wants to be in more of a completely stable spot and, you know, set up to have long-term success in this defense where, and it's really just the positioning plays. David Montgomery might be a little bit more replaceable just because he's running back. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, and, you know, Matty, again, he's spoken to how important the middle linebacker position, the inside linebacker is for this defense. And when it was brought to him today, you know, he mentioned like he brought up guys like, Remember Erlacher and Barrett, like those guys, those inside linebackers, how important it was for this scheme. You know, that's what Roquan Smith is going to play. And he didn't want to talk much about the contract, obviously, saying that those are kind of personal matters. But he does feel confident that, you know, things will get done. But like it lines up with the, what his goals are. And he wants to be one of the what he wants to be the best linebacker in the league. So if he does, if he plays at that level. And, you know, the contract still isn't situated. I think the Bears are going to be in a tough place where, yeah, you have to give this guy an extension because of how valuable, how good, and how productive he can be. And the Bears should have that space, whether they, honestly, whether they wait till the offseason the next year or do it now. I mean, they, they can make that happen. And, um, you know, I think we'd all be very surprised if Roquan Smith is not part of his team for a long time. But, hey, today's NFL like out of nowhere today, Debo Samuel's like, eh, I want to trade. All right. I mean, that's kind of the wide receivers more than any other position, but I guess you, you, you never really know these days. Yeah. And like a guy like that, Debo Samuel does literally everything for that 49ers offense, seeing that he wants to get traded. It's like, of course, Bears fans on Twitter, like what would it take to get a Debo right. Samuel? And you, again, you well, speculate. Let's start but... with a first round draft pick. Oh, yeah, you don't have, which you the don't Bears have one of those. don't have. So conversation over. No <laughs> Debo Samuel. I hate to say it, but pretty much is. That's the situation the Bears uh, are in right now. Um, interesting little nugget that Matt Eberflus brought up about Roquan is that when Roquan was coming out of Georgia in 2018, remember the, the Bears and the Colts were kind of in similar situations in that Quentin Nelson and Roquan Smith both made a lot of sense for both teams. And the Colts were picking ahead of the Bears. But in the pre-draft process, not surprisingly, Roquan Smith took a visit to Indianapolis. And Matt Eberflus said he spent the whole day with him and was impressed and, you know, loves Roquan Smith. Of course, the Colts did a really nice job in that draft. Uh, Chris Ballard, the general manager, opting for Quentin Nelson, probably the best guard in football. And then in the second round, they got Darius Leonard, uh, and 
who certainly, you know, at the level of Roquan Smith, if not better, if you go off all the honors and things like that. But in this same defense is why everyone's excited about Roquan Smith potentially filling that Darius Leonard role. But um, that's a heck of a draft. When they could have drafted Roquan Smith in the first round, they went with Darius Leonard instead. Now Matt Eberflus is with Roquan in Chicago. Yeah, and you know, I think that's a you go know, to go from Darius Leonard to Roquan Smith. That's a pretty you know good lineage of linebackers to play with and to coach with. Um, we have a comment here from Rob saying, "I miss his Roquan lining up at you know the middle linebacker or Morrow at will." So still, uh, Roquan Smith said he could play anywhere, and that's kind of how they're gonna they're gonna approach it as of right now. And you know, Matt Eberflus even, you know, said similar things where those guys are going to be interchangeable and we might even have different people in there, especially in these practices. So that's still a fluid situation. But just kind of going back to the Darius Leonard there, Adam, because you mentioned him, he Roquan Smith was asked, well, do you do, have you ever contacted Darius Leonard to kind of get a feel of like what this defense was like? And he said he hasn't just because he played in, you know, that that four three defense his entire career as opposed to Roquan playing in a different defense, but he has watched a lot of tape on Darius Leonard. So seeing how he can create those turnovers, just seeing his playing style. So um, that's kind of where, I mean, I think as long as this conversation goes, Darius Leonard and Roquan Smith are going to be linked because of how important that, that position is. Yeah, I think so. And, and because Darius plays that will linebacker spot, you know, getting back to Rob's question is, is part of why there's been so much speculation. Um, I know we've talked about it a lot where he's better suited. I got to be honest, the way that they were kind of running seven on seven and then sort of ushered us out of there, right, as they were getting into team stuff um, right at the end of practice, I really didn't get a good sense of where everyone was lining up. They do seem a little bit interchangeable. And technically, even if we did see that because it wasn't addressed by the head coach or Roquan today, we technically aren't even allowed to tell you based on the rules that we have to follow when we do get to watch practices that are not open to the fans like they are at training camp. Um, I will say this, though. It is very clear that Roquan Smith is, because Iberfus talked today about how he's running the walkthroughs. Like, as the, he, you know, he's the quarterback mm -hmm. of the defense. Regardless of where he's lining up and what his responsibilities are, he's the one making the checks, relaying the calls to everybody in the field, just like he, he did last year. Um and I think that they're going to sort out as they get to these practices, you know, the best spot for them. Also, I thought was interesting was Eberflus went into how there's might be a rotation of linebackers. He's like, we might not always have Nicholas Morrow and Roquan Smith be the two linebackers out there. Now, in that scenario, which one of them is coming off the field? Because I doubt Roquan Smith's coming off the field unless he's hurt. He's going to be in the box score pretty much every week with 100% of the snaps, then it would be Morrow coming off. So, you know, if you look at what they did in, in Indianapolis, the middle linebacker spot is a little bit more interchangeable. You know, they had Anthony Walker out there for a little bit. They let him go to Cleveland. It was, I don't want not to put the players down, but like, it just wasn't as important, right. As the will, um, just the way that they ran it. And I think that that, is something to take into account as we try to figure that out. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll get, hopefully we'll get a little bit of a closer look tomorrow, though. I, my guess is tomorrow's practice is going to be a little bit shorter. Um, we're still trying to figure that out, though. Yeah, still trying to figure it out. He also talked about Roquan Smith, um, just Nicholas Morrow, his counterpart there, right? Says uh, really likes him because he's a country boy from, I think, was it Alabama? Down to earth, has great morals, really smart, and the communication factor. 
has been really good with him uh, off the field and on the field. So whether, you know, it's Smith on the field, Morrow, which I think we, we kind of just established who would probably be on the field more. It's good to see those two having that partnership. And that's how Eberflus kind of talked about it today in his presser. That's a partnership to have with those two inside linebackers. And they're establishing now, there now in this uh, voluntary minicamp. All right, need to tell you the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, including Nicholas's practice observations from house hall and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the chgo locker so that's two thousand dollars in free bets a free chgo membership and a free t-shirt from the chgo locker all for making a fifty dollar more first time deposit at points bet any questions with that email points bet at all we will help you out you're home for live in play betting just got even better introducing points bets new feature the live NBA same game parlay for the first time ever you can build the perfect live NBA same game parlay and you can even boost those live same game parlays watch live parlay live and boost live with points bet and now online signup is available in Illinois you can download the points bet app right now register your account from start to finish all from your phone what are you waiting for once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right, quick question for all of our listeners, our viewers. Do you want to start your day with a competitive edge? Strava CBD coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted, specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. And just so you know, CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you like feeling alert and focused without the jitters, living your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can help you enjoy more restful sleep so you can wake up feeling at your best. And the best part about all of this, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases, only one use per customer. Already love Strava too? Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. All right, going to keep things rolling here on the show today. And, uh, yeah, I do see one uh, question uh, from Dan. What's up with the socks? Man, what did they? What was the final score of that one, Adam? Do you even know? Uh, like, I, I thought it was like think- 10 to... I think it was 110 billion to one was the final. Sounds about score. right. So, um, yeah. you know, just throw that one out. If this was football, we'd say throw the tape out. Don't even watch it. And um, I got plenty of thoughts on that. You know, the thing about baseball, you get a bad game Sunday. 
and then two rainouts and a bad game to start today to start a doubleheader. All of a sudden, you're like on a four day run of crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I guess exactly. It, you know, it's sort of like the equivalent of a six game Bears losing streak, except that lasts for six weeks. Uh, and all of a sudden, like half the season's gone by. Basically, you like gone two months without a win. Baseball is like that. It just feels I don't know. It happens in a few days. It just feels like it lasts forever. Yeah. And obviously, with so many games, you have an opportunity like in a few days to kind of correct yourself. Right. So that that's what's good. And not too worried. Again, the Sox are a team that you and I, Adam, are expecting to be, I think, in you know, contention. But I know you have your worries about some some of the things that the Sox have going on there, but they still have a pretty good team. Well, um, that's why we have the CHGO White Sox podcast for you. So I'm sure they'll have all the thoughts after the uh, this doubleheader gets over, and I'll be tuning in for that. Make sure you check out all of our team shows. Um Interesting question. Before we get to some of our practice observation, I see it there from Mossy. Is Debo a true number one receiver or a product of Shanahan? Like Debo is his own player, man. He's just here's and here's the one thing that kind of surprises me about the news today about Debo wanting out of San Francisco. I am skeptical that any other team's going to use him properly in the same way. Like he's talented enough, he should have success, but like the the chemistry that Kyle Shanahan like put together to figure out how to properly use him in that offense. Like I'm sure defense is everywhere. If you're on, if you have the 49ers on your schedule in 2022 are trying to crack that code. Um, Cause it, it kind of se- did seem like he was a cheat code, you know, this past season. Um, and I'm just like, he, even if he were to go to a similar type offense, you know, fantasy world, the bears able to get them right. And they're trying to run the Shanahan co- concepts. Um, I don't know. Would you have the same faith that he would be as productive? You know what I mean? No, like, so there's one thing, like obviously Debo Samuel does so many things and is such a great player. And like, you, let's say you run him on a jet sweep, like Shanahan knows when to call those plays. And that's why they work. Like you could run a jet sweep with the bear and it just could be time. just not the right time. The defense knows what's coming. So to answer your question, no, I wouldn't feel confident. Like that's why, Shanahan and that offense and Debo, that's why they work. Take him away from that. You're, I think we're not going to see the best version of Debo Samuel, which is unfortunate, but kind of looks like it's headed in that direction. Yeah. Uh, it's like, man, this has been a crazy offseason. There's just another one. I don't know if we have another crazy wide receiver trade before the draft next week. Um, I I was I was sort of on the edge of my seat today, though, Nick, because like the way the um Tyreek Hill deal came together. It was like, you got the initial mm-hmm. tweet from one of the insiders being like, uh, Tyreek Hill, he's, you know, he kind of wants out. And then, uh, you know, 45 minutes later, he's traded to Miami. It was like oh. that fast. Um, so I was today when that, that came out, like, um, I think it was Jeff Darlington said, I just mm-hmm. talked to Debo. He wants a trade. I'm like, Oh, I mean, is this, is this happening? Is, is this happening gonna happen quick? Although the fact that it came straight from Debo almost sounds like, you know, he's kind of desperate for a trade, maybe. Like the 49ers. Yeah, that, like, that could be no. it. Why would the 49ers trade him? Yeah, it's just, I mean, especially, like, they have Trey Lance, a young quarterback. Wouldn't you just want to surround him with as many good weapons as possible? Yes, you have, like, George Kittle and things like that. But, yeah, that, that, sounds, that, like, that, uh, that sounds like Justin Fields and the Bears. Oh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> would you want to surround him with all that talent? It would make sense. Oh, 
All right, well, let's talk about the talent that was on the field today inside the Walter Payton Center. And um, I'll tell you one key practice observation that I saw. It was a quick moment. Um, it was actually a... I'm almost hesitant to even say who dropped the pass because everyone's going to freak out about it, and they shouldn't. But Darnell Mooney dropped a pass, okay? And it's definitely not a big deal. That's not the point of the story. And he'll be just fine, everybody. Um, but the pass was dropped. The second that ball hit the ground, the defense picked it up. And it wasn't just the person who picked it up. Well, I honestly don't even remember who picked it, who was picked it up because I was just so caught off guard. The whole defense like immediately went into return mode immediately. And it wasn't even a, a live ball. It was just a drop pass, but that's what they're practicing. Like that is what they're drilling home which is every loose ball, pick it up, return it. Um, and that's, I. we honestly have not, a lot of coaches talk about that. And you see it periodically, and you at least see the ball picked up sometimes. But rarely do you see a defense, every time a ball's on the ground, practice like they're returning it for a touchdown. That is a Lovey Smith thing. We have not seen that since Lovey Smith. Adam, when that play happened, I remember like seeing the play, like it was a drop pass. And then I almost questioned myself, was it intercepted? Because everybody was rallying and running, you know, towards the offense. I'm like, wait, was that picked off? And I had to ask a couple of people around me, like, no, no, it hit the ground. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's just, again, Eberflus preaching, you know, everyone to the ball and it's happening on day two of voluntary mini camp. So I think even though it's still so early on, that message is getting through to these defensive players at least. And that, that was good to see. We got to see, I think I, I charted down eight, seven, eight of the 12, uh, seven on seven plays before we were, had to go back to, um, you know, we just had to leave practice, but I thought Justin Fields looked good uh, for the most part in, in those seven on sevens, only two, that one pass and one, the very last pass before we left did fall incomplete. So six of eight and Cole Komet, did have a nice catch. I, I think I could say that without getting in trouble, but that I, that's what we got to see in the seven on seven. The Bears they go into eleven on eleven after that. Yeah, um, which I don't think we got to see. Am I right on that? No. Yeah, we we heard that they. Were I, 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 that was, I was honestly left. like, was I not watch? I swear the offensive line was not on the field. So I, but I don't know. We didn't get Maybe to see I, it. I'm losing my mind. Right, so it was cut short for us. Yeah. Um. So. Hey, that's fine. Uh, someone asked earlier if uh, Jalen Johnson was there today. He, I did not see Jalen Johnson again. So he was not there. Yeah. Don't know what's going on, but that's the second day in a row. Again, it's like yesterday with Eddie Jackson. You don't want to overreact to it because he could show up the next day. Um, but um, I have a feeling so. he doesn't, to be complete. Like, it's good. What going to be the last day, Thursday, tomorrow? I have a feeling Jalen Johnson. And again, we'll see what happens tomorrow, but I have a feeling he doesn't. Robert Quinn was also not here today. That would make two straight practices for him as well. So, and him, I'm not like, I'm not as worried about, and even Jalen Johnson to a certain extent. But I, I think I would have liked to see Jalen Johnson out there because they're starting corners right now. Right. Over in the practices like that, uh, I think Thomas Graham was one of them. So it's like we get to see what that looks like without a Jalen Johnson. Yeah. Thomas Graham's been there. Um, nothing stood out necessarily on him yet. 
uh, but he's been there, and you know, all you can do is take advantage of the opportunities you get when when uh, some of the starters are not there. So, um, you know, every time somebody like that doesn't show up, it's an opportunity for somebody else. And um, so, people have asked about Equimania St. Brown and Byron Pringle. Talked about Pringle a little bit yesterday. Bigger than I thought. It's one kind of my big observation about him so far. Not that he's made any huge plays or anything. Also, guys, I understand all the questions, but like they're really not doing them. Like it took all the way to the end of today to to even see them the offense go against the defense in seven on seven, and then we didn't get to see eleven on eleven. So, uh, understand the excitement and all the questions. I want to see all this play out too, but there's just not a lot to go off of right now. <laughs> it's like it's hard to you don't want to overreact to anything. That's why I'm kind of bringing up what happened with. You know, just seeing that, that pass dropped for the first time early on in a seven-on-seven seven situation and the defense react the way they did. Like, that tells you that what the coaches are telling them about the hits principle translated in the first opportunity for it to really work in a practice. They didn't miss that opportunity. Because that could have been like, oh, they didn't pick the ball up and then, you know, they probably get reamed by the coaches for it. Instead... It worked. It translated. Um, there's been a couple other small things too, just in some of the some of the drills that have been uh, detailed. Like I can't describe the detail, uh, but like some of the th some of the things we've seen, um, where yeah, I don't know. They just you see them running the outside zone, which is nothing new. We all know they're running that, and and you see the bootlegs that, uh, you know, the coaches have talked about and things like that. So it's just, I'll, I'll say this, the, the practices have been crisp and the players do seem like they're going a hundred percent, which is what the coaches are asking them to, to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of going back to seven on seven, I wanted to see how long, like they were actually going for, for what we got to watch. We were able to watch seven minutes of seven on seven. We started at two thirty two. We were out of there by um 239 so it was like seven it was quick you guys like everyone's asking about like oh who did what again it was it was at the end of practice we got to see eight of the 11 plays equinemia st brown did make a catch over the middle of the field good good ball by justin um but yeah there was uh without going into detail about one of the drills i know some of the players got dizzy uh i don't know if you saw this adam Ooh, but i did not so it almost looked like a ring around the rosy kind of thing. Mm. And then go find the punt returner. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I did, you know, because yeah. I'm watching special teams. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did see that. I didn't, quite frankly, I didn't really know what was going on or why they were doing that. But um, yeah, they all converged on the punt returner. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, I'm dizzy. But yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, you're disoriented, not knowing maybe if a ball is or punted in a weird direction where you have to go finding, you know, your lane, but they're putting these players. And I noticed it like when they were kind of throwing some of the pass to the DBs, it's like, they talked about that. They don't want the pass to be accurate. Like that's not going to happen in a game. So they they kind of replicate the unpredictable. I, I would say in, in these practices. So I get, you're seeing that early on in, in the Eberflus era. Well, one of the things about punt coverage that I can't tell you is just that you're, um, like you can have a plan for, you know, who's supposed to be where, but depending on 
who actually gets out first, who gets out second, who gets out third on each side, um, your responsibilities change. So having not seen that specific drill before, I'm guessing that that's kind of what they were going for. It's just kind of, you know, you don't necessarily know who's going to be the first downfield responsibilities change from there. And, um, and so I'm guessing that's kind of what they were going after there. Interesting to see things like that though. And, uh, you know, there's kind of a, a conversation going on right now about the attendance, you know, in the chat right now. And look, I get it. Like you don't want to make too big of a deal out of it. You don't want to some, I mean, some people are saying it's voluntary and that's okay for them not to be there. Fine. Sure. Like I get that. And like, I, Usually, I, th- I remember having this conversation last summer, Nick, and because I am somebody that nine times out of 10 sides with the Players Association. Mm-hmm. But I thought what they were trying to push last year was over the top, um, which was this push that came from the Players Association where they were trying to convince like groups of players um, or even like full rosters if in a perfect world to not show up for the stuff that wasn't mandatory to kind of just because the, there is definitely something that's happened and it's been going on now for a long time, but where voluntary off season workouts have basically become mandatory because even though they can't find you, they can still, it can still affect your playing time. Um, but really what that's a product of is just which players are outworking other players. Mm-hmm. So if your solution is just to have nobody show up, how does that help the players who don't make millions of dollars, who are fighting to have a job? And then they get caught up in that pressure from the veterans who, you know, have these amazing, gorgeous houses and are rolling into the practice facility and the Range Rovers and things like that. Like, that doesn't seem fair for the guys that are fighting for their jobs. Right. And so I did not like that whole push last year. I sort of understand where it's coming from, but your job is to be a football player. And there's a lot of important work that happens in the off season, especially when you have a new coaching staff, like the bears do now, they are literally installing this offense, installing this defense, installing special teams. And this is their first opportunity to get on the field and go through as close to full speed as they can what's been talked about in meetings. So maybe I'm just coming off like a coach here, but it's just, it's important to be there. There's reasons that are probably still valid to miss a day here and there. And I'm okay with that, but I'm not willing to just say, ah, yeah, they're not there. No big deal. Especially because I think it hurt them last year. I think when you saw the, you know, the way the defense started against the Rams in week one and had all those bone coverages, I think it hurt them. Yeah. And you know what? When Roquan Smith was asked about this, the importance of being there, he's like, that's I stand up for what I believe in. If if, if Roquan Smith can make it to these volu- you know, these voluntary mini camp practices, then literally every, I think every single player should. Be able to, and again, yes, players will miss for whatever personal reasons, but he's he's kind of showing up. That's what that's his stance on it. Of course, he wasn't going to miss this. So if a guy like that can make it, again, that I think raises a standard of what he kind of expects of his teammates too. So um, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. I know I've seen some uh, comments here about again players who were and weren't there. The only offensive player that wasn't there was Nick Foles. If that answers 
you know, your questions on specific players. So process of elimination, that, that should work there. But Adam, before we kind of continue this conversation, I have to tell our listeners and viewers about PointsBet. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us to continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You'll be signing up with the faster sportsbook, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And make sure you're checking out all of our shows every single day. Podcasts, live shows, however you want to consume them. You can watch them on YouTube. You can get them as a podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. It's not just the Bears, but the White Sox, Cubs, Bulls. Hey, there's a Bulls playoff game tonight. That's right. Yo, real talk. I'm going to need a nap before an 830 <laughs> tip. You know, it's that's late. Yes, that's that's late. That's a that's a late start uh, for a game taking place in the central time zone. Like, you know, if it was out west or something, I would get it. But, you know, that's OK. Mm-hmm. We'll get a nap in. We'll 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 we'll, we'll watch to the end. We'll, and then and then we'll stay up even longer to watch the CHGO Bulls podcast or postgame show tonight. Absolutely. Uh, we have premium written content for you, too, also on allchgo.com. Make sure you're there and signed up. You get a free T-shirt. When you become a member, you get access to all of our written content. You get access to the members-only Discord in the CHGO Lounge. A lot for you to consume. We appreciate all the support, and especially everybody who's here every day in the comments interacting with the show. We try to keep that going as much as possible uh, outside the show as well. On Twitter, social media, the Discord uh, is a great place to have those types of conversations. And uh, thanks to everybody who has done that. It is time in our final segment here to go through our prospects, our pick a prospect. Um, And I'll let you start today, Nick. How about that? Yeah, and I have a really interesting prospect to share with everybody, all of our listeners. Troy Anderson from Montana State, 6'3", 243 pounds. This guy, like on the bullet point list that you can see here, just ultra-athletic. Freshman year, he was a running back and linebacker and this big sky freshman player of the year. Sophomore year, moved over to quarterback, led the team in passing and rushing. His junior year, he moves to linebacker, gets six and a half sacks that season, didn't play 2020 due to COVID. Uh, and then senior year, 147 total tackles at the linebacker position, the big sky defensive player of the year. Physical downhill player, fills gaps, and does so with physicality. When given the opportunity, the dude puts on some big hits and you know, it helps when he is the size that he is and can run a four, four, two 40 yard dash and was a former state champion in the 102 meter um, in, in high school. But that speed allows him to go sideline to sideline can just track down ball carriers. And he's doing this given that he's playing on the offense and just learning re- really just recently learning how to play the linebacker position. And that's kind of where, I still need to see a little bit more from him because he did play linebacker that freshman year and junior and senior season, 
but he still has so much to learn. Like there are guys that have been playing linebacker their entire lives and they're still learning. So he still has to learn again, the, just how to get to a ball carry and just see the inst his natural instincts take over. But I think if he gets more reps, you're going to see a guy like Troy Anderson just blossom. And he did have some injuries that 2020 season that was canceled due to COVID. He would have missed a good portion of that with a knee injury. So they'll do have to consider that, but projected to be a second and third rounder. And look, he could play on offense, defense, and special teams. And he even had some experience like catching the ball. So Troy Anderson can do it all. And for a Bears, you know, team that needs a little bit of everything, it makes sense. How about the linebackers coming from the, you know, the not quite all the way west? What do we call that area? The Wyoming's and Montana's, other than like Sky Country, right? Sky yeah, Country. I think Sky Country. Sky Country. Um, yeah, because Chad Muma from Wyoming, we've talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, now, your guy here, Troy Anderson from Montana State. Some good talent out that area, as there always is. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. Troy is an interesting prospect. I'm going to go with uh, – I guess I'll stick back closer to home in the Big Ten um, with a tight end. This is, Here's why this is interesting. I don't know how many people – I feel like people watch a lot of Ohio State, and there's obviously a connection here between Jeremy Ruckert and Justin Fields, too, with any offensive player you're going to take from Ohio State. But my guy today is Jeremy Ruckert. Okay, he's a big tight end uh, with really – like, if you watch this guy – or have seen him in games in recent years. Like there's a great Jeremy Ruckert catch. Like every game, it seems like he has great hands. Hand eye coordination is in there. Uh, Dane Brugler had in his uh, outstanding draft guide, the beast, uh, a nugget in there that I didn't know that Jeremy Ruckert used to be a soccer goalie. Um, and that is part of the reason why like his hand eye coordination is great. And probably why he makes some of these crazy catches. Um, so here's here's a good and a bad on the stats because I call him a money man because he produces touchdowns like crazy. 12 touchdowns on 54 receptions. That's like every four and a half catches he's getting a touchdown. But this is what shocked me because I feel like I've seen a lot of Jeremy Rucker in recent years. He only has 54 catches. Part of that um, is this usage of tight end at Ohio State. They don't they, they kind of use him more as a blocker than uh, a pass catcher. That's why he has the low targets, but everybody raves about his work ethic. He did have a foot injury, a list Frank injury at the senior bowl really hasn't done anything since uh, combine. I think probably going to hurt him a little bit uh, and the low production will hurt him a little bit. So I don't necessarily think people are going to be uh, too excited about a tight end prospect, um, but I don't know if I'd take him in the third round, Nick. I think if they're in a situation where they're able to add a fourth rounder with one of those with a trade back, which I think could be on the table, and they end up with a fourth round pick, could make sense to add to that tight end um, situation with another young guy. I will also say, though, anybody who's going to respond to me like not necessary with the other needs, willing to listen to that because they have added some decent veterans um, like James O'Shaughnessy the other day. And, um, so I don't, I don't know if it's the, the top option, but I do like Jeremy Rucker a lot. Someone also has mentioned um guy I know well, Jake Ferguson, the tight end out of Wisconsin. He's probably a guy you can get even later in the fifth or sixth round, I think, and he's a good player too. So um, just a couple tight end options. 
Yeah, I think, you know, fans might be a little excited with that just because of Justin Fields' connection. But like you said, the Bears have added some tight ends. They have four in the roster with Ryan, Gris- Ryan Griffin, Jesper Horstead, Cole Komet, and James O'Shaughnessy. Uh, we were watching practice, Larry Larry Mayer and I. He's like, man, uh, Jimmy Graham looks a little different this year. And I just started cracking up. Like, yeah, James O'Shaughnessy is a very more compact um, being number 80 than a, a Jimmy Graham. But that made me laugh. But I think if he were to get drafted by the Bears, like, oh, the Justin Fields connection, I think people can get behind that. If it was maybe, you know, they somehow get him later in the fifth round or something like that. But. The Bears need need passing pass catchers and a guy knows how to score a touchdown. So it makes sense. Yeah. And like the way that Jimmy Graham was eventually used was just like, okay, just basically in the red zone. Um, I do mm-hmm. I do like when a guy like that, Jeremy Rucker, just okay, not a ton of catches, but money catches, catching touchdowns, and they're impressive. I I, I think in an offense where he gets more targets, he's gonna make some plays. Um, I'm also, as we've talked about with with Jesper Horstead many times, intrigued to see him play more. But there's some risk that comes with that, as there is drafting a mid-round tight end, hoping he works out. So I, I got you. Uh, a few more minutes here, some time to kind of clean up our comments section and questions um, before we get out of here today with our day two of mini camp. Um, Rob's firearm safety chimes in. Adam and Nick, no bad takes this season. Our fans are too irrational to process and decipher what you truly mean. I kind of feel like I'm too irrational to process and decipher what you mean by that comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking this one through, and I don't know what to quite um, I don't, what to quite I don't know if this it. is a shot at us or a compliment. Oh, hey, guys, I'm jumping in. Sorry. Okay, this was from you. earlier. It was during the, like, the talk about minicamp where you kind of have to, like, you know, mention things but without actually saying them because of the, the rules that oh, uh, they do in house. Yeah. But I think he just wanted you to say – you know, say what you mean when you can. And yeah. Don't don't make people okay. go crazy when you when you say like guys aren't there or whatever. Here, let's get another one for you. How about the how about yeah. this from? Uh, from I, I apologize. That. That's unfortunately the tough position we get put in with the rules yeah. we have to follow. So I will say is we will always say what we mean when it comes to our opinions. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. This is from Benny G here. Any chance we still get a shot at Ogan Joby on a cheaper deal, or do you think he crossed the Bears off his destination list? Now. You know, you know, I don't know that he's necessarily crossed the Bears off the list. I think he's hoping for more money, you know, like then he's probably getting, uh, you know, if another team jumped out there and said, oh, Ogan Joby's available, let's offer him a similar contract as the Bears did, and we're okay with his physical, he'd sign there, right? So I, 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 we, we've talked about this a couple times. I just think this is a matter of time passing. He's probably trying to get healthy, show teams that, okay, whatever the issue was, whatever that extra issue the Bears found, it's fixed, it's resolved, I can still play, and then maybe he can get, you know, a big contract again. The problem is, it's very, very unlikely. Like, even if that did play out that way where he is all of a sudden healthier, the chances of him getting the same type of offer in May or June or July or even August as he did on the first day of free agency opening. Probably unlikely, but could he get more than maybe he's getting offered now if he's even getting offered anything? I I just think a lot of teams probably said, hey, you got to get healthy first. So is there a chance? Yeah, I'd say there's a chance. Ryan Poles made it clear that he's open to that. 
it's up to yeah, Ogunjobi, hopefully. I think, to get healthy, and then he can decide if the Bears are still an option. And I'll tell you this. If the Bears end up offering him the most money, he'll probably be a Bear. Yeah, yeah. hopefully they kept that door open because they really wanted Ogunjobi. They really wanted him to be that three-tech, and it's just going to all be really the medicals that determine whether or not he can be a bear in the future, like you like you said, Adam. Probably not for as much, but we'll just have to wait and see on that one. I think we have one more question. Uh, can draft prospects say no to a team if they draft them and go to the team they want? Just curious. Uh, not really. I mean, there's, I kind of almost yeah. do that though. Like yeah, that I was. was... There's some crazy outliers where Eli Manning had enough power in his situation. Um, to basically say, yeah, I'm not going to San Diego. Any they worked out a deal to New York instead. Um, one thing that was different though back then was that uh, the contracts weren't slotted for draft picks. So you would see, like I think Sam Bradford was the last quarterback draft pick who got like insane money before he ever played it down, and he's a good example of somebody who why it's better off that these contracts are slotted for draft picks. Um, but yeah, realistically, the only way you can do that um, is if you have somehow have enough power to demand a trade like Eli Manning did, or if you just kind of want to tank yourself and get back on the open market <laughs> uh, and be a bust. And then that probably is not a smart move financially because all these teams want to see good players and good tape. So um, this is why uh, this is why I do say though, like if you're getting drafted late in the sixth round or in the seventh round, sometimes I know guys want to hear their name called, and that's a great thing to have happen. And so enjoy it for those that that are fortunate to have ha that happen. For those that don't, I think it's a good thing to be a free agent. Sometimes, like then you get to pick where you want to go, where the fit is. You got teams bidding for you. Sometimes you get some bonus, some decent bonus money out of that for like the top undrafted free agents. Um, so that's kind of where you get your power to uh, pick your destination. Yeah. And then the other, only other, the only other player that I remember doing that, and it was in the comments, John Elway. Like that was obviously a famous one that kind of happened there, but quarterbacks have that power. If you're not one of those quarterbacks, it looks like you're going to where you get drafted. Well, and they have, uh, you know, it, again, it's all about leverage, whatever it is. So if you have an option to go play baseball somewhere or, True. uh, I, I mean, should we go to our USFL expert Lawrence on, uh, Jim Kelly's career, right? Um, you know, that, th th there you go. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Jim Kelly, Steve Young. Uh, who else did it? Doug Flutie, uh, right? Flutie. I, yeah. He was in it. Yeah. Um, Someone said Bo Jackson. Yeah. If you could go play for the Royals and be awesome at baseball at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> but uh, maybe that's what Kyler Murray's going to do. Like with all these contract, uh, you know, it's like, let me go play. Uh, yeah. Play baseball. Wasn't he signed by the A's and the A's have no money, so they can't pay him. Oh, that's true. They that's had 3000 fans at their game last night. I saw. Is that oh. good? I don't know if that's good or not. Uh, it's not good. Yeah, it seems bad. Good. Also yeah. not good. Uh, just constantly trading away your players yeah. that ever mm -hmm. get good. And then not trading for the White Sox like Moncas or Manea. Yeah, that's true. Oops. 
All comes back to the White Sox. Are they still losing? Last I checked, it was one nothing. Uh, hey, just... you know, while, while you guys are checking White Sox, we're on Facebook now. Uh, oh, CHPO that's Sports. a new development. So, yeah, it's, if you go to Facebook.com, it's CHGO Sports. So tell Grandma and Grandpa or whoever else you know that's on Facebook still, and uh, we're there. I will do that immediately. Jump on Facebook and get CHGO Sports. Yeah, All right. Give us a follow. Thank you, Lawrence. Appreciate it. Uh, nice job producing the show today as well. Thanks, Nick, man. Nice show. Uh, it's good seeing Nick at House Hall, you know? Get to get out in the field. You gotta, maybe maybe tomorrow snap a pick of him, like, you know, that we could get, like, Nick in the wild. I think that would be a good uh, tweet. Nick or Facebook post. You got to be careful there at House Hall. I've seen – like, there actually is wild. There's fun- There's two funky birds. I don't know what they are. Those cranes. They're, they're cranes. But they're, like, red. Are those – That's what That's what everyone's called. Like, I was on the highway, and they were flying pretty low. And I'm like, if I had a bigger car, like, one of these cranes is not making it back to Hallis Hall. And I actually oh heard God. that one of them got eaten by a fox. There used oh. to be three. Oh, now there's two. See, and okay. I was going to bring that up about how I've seen – I've literally – one time we were interviewing Ryan Pace on the practice field. Um, a coyote just walked out there. Too bad it didn't take Ryan Pace away. Wow. <laughs> nope. Instead sorry, of, not sorry. Instead of Falcon did. Ah, uh, yes. I see what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. and then he took all those other players away that are now in the Falcons, which we showed you on the show a couple weeks ago with that uh, amazing graphic. I built that, that full screen. That yeah. Lawrence did. You know, he's the true star of the show here. Uh, thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, a lot of fun discussion in the comments. One more day of this Bears mini camp. We'll be back to kind of wrap it all up tomorrow as well. Again, at 5 o'clock uh, Friday, we'll be back in our normal time slot at 11 a.m. here on the CHGO Bears podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook now, CHGO Sports on Facebook. And please subscribe, be a member, allchgo.com. We appreciate those of you who are doing that. We will be back, Nick and I, tomorrow, 5 p.m. right here on the CHGO Bears podcast.